You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? We are back with episode 83. Episode 83 that was coming in strong. We got a... So I think we're going to start out with your poker sessions this week, right? Yeah, well, I actually ended up playing two sessions this week, and um, both at Paramount, because that time I bought, so you're going to hear me playing from there a lot. <laughs> yeah, that massive uh, that massive deal they did was great, so yeah, it's going to be... I've been kind of playing there a lot, too, as well. So um, I went and bought him for 300 at the 1-2 game, and... I would say two hours into the session, hadn't won one pot. I remember getting your uh, your your text messages about how I was like, oh god. I mean, I know like you've had kind of a downswing and you've not been running well. I was like, this sounds like just another just god awful session. It's the way it was going. Yeah, and like um, in PLO, pocket kings versus pocket aces, stuff like that, or. I mean, I actually ended up not losing that much in that hand just because he raised big preflop. I called, and then he turned it check checked on the uh, flop. I guess he was slow playing his aces. Well, I don't know if it's slow playing. I mean, if it's were y'all heads up in the pot? Yes. Yeah, I'm probably. What was the flop? Do you remember? Um, I had six seven, so it was probably five nine, maybe like deuce or something. Because I remember I had a gutter, but... That's probably... Yeah, I'm probably C-betting aces. Yeah, I guess that is kind of a slow play. Um, Turn was an ace, and um, it went check-check again. And then I was like, wow. That's a really weird check right there. I mean, it seems like once you turn that ace and it's the nuts, I mean, seems like at least a small bet would be... Which you're folding at that point. And then he checked checked the river, too. What the... (laughs) Yeah. And he, Talk about the weirdest of hands. That's what I was saying. I lost the minimum with that one. Well, that's nice to... I mean, really, in all honesty, once the... It doesn't really matter on the turn in river because you're folding those bets anyways. Yeah. It's just more of just a weird way to play them. Yeah, 100 I thought it was weird how you played them. But, um, and then I played one where... I mean, there's no explanation for this hand at all. But... It'll be interesting to at least hear your reaction to it. Okay. I'm in the straddle with five deuce, I believe. Five deuce suited? Um, No, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> so I say, well, a, a bunch of people called my straddle. I was like, well, I'm going to pop it up here and try to take down this dead money. Um, no, oh, yeah, yeah, no, don't worry. It's okay. not a good I mean, I was going to start. I didn't know when you wanted me to start yelling during no, this no, no, hand. No, 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 so, wait till okay. the end, wait till the end. <laughs> and then don't yell, tell me how awesome I played. But, um. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> so I raised big preflop, got called heads up. What is, okay, what is, uh, I'm sure the straddle was to five, it's a paramount. So, uh, what was big at this point? I believe it was 25. Okay. Um, got one caller, goes heads up. The flop is queen, queen, king. And I was like, well, and with two hearts. Okay. And I was like, well, this is as good a flop as any to uh, to try to take this down off of him. 
I mean, we're going to agree here, which might be the end of this, my agreement on this hand. Okay. Um, I bet, um, how much I bet? Uh, I bet 40, I believe here. He calls, um, the turn is the ace of, um, hearts. So now there's three hearts out there. It's queen, queen, king, ace. Okay. I said, well, we might as well just keep on keeping on. I blast the turn. And then he calls again. I was like, well, this is a disaster. Okay. <laughs> the river brings in four hearts, and I have the five of hearts. Okay. I'm like, for sure it's no good. Blast the river to try to get him to fold. He snap calls. I'm like, well, you for sure win. I 100%. Mean, I mean, there's no way. And he turns over trip, trip queens. No heart. And I was like, ooh. I mean, this is a gigantic pot at this point. I was like, ooh, I think I might have just wow. slow rolled you and turned over the five deuce. Uh, remember getting this message and you're just like, I massively slow rolled somebody. I was like, well, you're such a dick. <laughs> and then you explained it later. And I was like, well, 100% when, when I bet there and get snapped, I'm 100% think I'm losing to. So uh, I don't really blame you on that one whatsoever. Uh, how you played the hand was sweet. All right, just, what else happened? <laughs> so awful. Uh, I mean, when you're on the straddle and you think you're going to bet, you're just going to get people to fold. Like, I've never, I don't, I've been playing with you for years. I'm not sure I ever remember you st- like raising on a straddle and getting all folds all around. Mm, it works at the one, three game. If you make it 50. Well, I mean, if you if you go all in, probably would work too here and there. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. And then I did think on the queen queen king when you raised this and everybody just called. I do think you have to see bet that flop. I would have bet smaller. Well, no, 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 not everyone called. He only called. It was heads up. Oh no, that's what I meant. Everyone called. I don't think you should be doing oh. it. Uh, but the fact that it was just a he was a caller. He was a caller to your raise is what I hadn't meant. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see bet there. I think it should have been smaller because I mean, if he doesn't have queen, queen or a king or two hearts, he's probably folding anyways. And if he does, he's calling regardless. I think you could do the same. I think you could do exactly what you were trying to do with a smaller bet is my, would be my play there. I would have misvalued though. Well, 100%, <laughs> I guess that is a hard thing to argue right now. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. good good call. I mean, yeah, if you're going to run, if you're going to run, do a runner, runner flush against trips and then actually bet the river and get called, uh, yeah, 100%. Okay. <laughs> um, so that was an eventful hand. Um, I did feel bad slow rolling, but then it was one of those ones where it's like, it's probably best not to really say anything afterward. Well, yeah, but uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure I consider hands like that slow rolling. I mean, my hand was like putting the cards in the muck. Yeah, I mean, it was just like the the other game, that 1-1 game I did the other day, where when he calls me and I'm like, you're, you're most likely good here. And then he shows me the deuce. I mean, like, I mean, it definitely... When someone calls there, they're almost always good. So I, I don't really put that on you. I don't really feel like that's... I don't think that's a slow roll. 
Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, and then, so I had ended up going, getting whittled down before that hand. And then that hand happened. I ended up playing a few PLO hands. Nothing eventful, really. No premium. I had one where I had ace-king and a PLO hand and flopped ace-king on an ace-king seven board. And he had queen-jack ten-seven. And he pots it. And I just folded because he raised pretty big pre-flop. And I ended up just folding. You you uh but you told me this. I thought this was a really good heads up fold, uh. Because I mean, because here's the thing: is like you have a pretty good hand here. Uh, wait, did you bet the flop and he raised? No, no, you? he raised big pre-flop, and he bet the flop. He potted pot? the flop. Yeah, how much? It, it must have been pretty expensive. It, it was like 145. Because I mean, like, once you call this, are you just willing to stack off with two pair here? And I mean, you're because when he's drawing, he's not that far behind, and when you're ahead, I mean, like I say, it's just I thought this was a very good fold. Yeah, well, um, and we were pretty deep at that point. I was because if we were a little bit shorter, you know, then it's not such a big blunder, right? Oh yeah, I think. But shorter, we were pretty deep, like maybe over six hundred. Yeah, I mean, if he pots it and it's like basically all in, then I think you can maybe make the call there. I mean, but yeah, like once, because I mean, what happens when he bots that turn and y'all are super deep? Like I say, I thought this was really good, a really good hand. Um, and that was basically it for that session. I ended up being down a bunch, had maybe 180 bucks, ended up running it all the way back up to a $100 profit. That was pretty right. amazing. Because like when you were texting, I just assumed this was going to be a huge loss because, I mean, there's nothing good was coming from those tags. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, grinded back up to cash out for like seven hundred and something. So that was nice. One of the best feelings in poker is when you're coming like when you it's almost a guaranteed loss and you come back even for a little bit of profit. I mean, it's just a great feeling. Absolutely. Uh what about this did you want to go over the session we just played? Uh sure we can. Did uh because I mean that's kind of your other session. Yeah, sure. We can go over um my big hand was I believe I had six, four, ace, deuce. And on and this is a double board PLO bomb pot. I'll just kind of jump to the what happened. Right. I ended up turning the nut straight with the six, four on one board and getting trip deuces on another. And we just got the money in three ways and everyone had six, four. So I ended up winning the one board with the ace, deuce, with the trip deuces. And we all chopped the six, four board. Yeah, that was... It was a huge pot. I was, I was so happy because I almost called. I had three pair on that one board where you had the uh, straight, and I almost called seeing if I could bow. And I was like, ah, oh, this is a little light here. And then when you came around, because only it was only twenty five, people only bet very small with a nut hand on the uh, the on the uh, top board. And it comes back around to you, and you pot it for one eighty. I was like, ooh, I just saved myself twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was a pretty big one for me. Other than that, I mean, I just played tight most of the time. Got value in some spots where I in PLO flopped a set. And all the real moral of the whole session was showing how unprofitable bluffing in 1-2 is. Uh, I mean, nobody was faulting anything. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, in PLO, we saw bottom set versus middle set for all the money. Which yeah. I would have thought it was going to be top set for sure. 
Uh, you and me both, because it was a gigantic pot. I mean, the the pot on the turn was it the turn or the river? No, it was the turn. I think actually, because I because when he called, I thought he was on a draw. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's uh. So the the bot it was six hundred for the uh the pot on the turn, and yeah, it was a bottom uh, middle set to bottom set. I mean, I one hundred percent like the there was no straights, no flushes yet. So I one hundred percent thought it was a pocket kings with a uh, and he had the nuts. Yeah, um, that was crazy. And then uh, I mean, I just extracted value in a lot of hands that were not very eventful hands and not really decision hands, but just getting value with hands where you really should not be getting value in most games. Well, I, I mean, this, yeah, oh, yeah, you mean in most games. There's uh, definitely value in these games. Oh, no, 100%. But I'm saying in a spot where you're playing a, a different game, it would you would not be a value spot. But, I mean, it just goes to show that, like, poker's... It's not really won and lost through the big hands. It is. But if you get $30 of value on, like, a hand that a lot of people don't, well, a lot of people $30 hourly... It's pretty damn good in one, two, one, three. So I mean, if you get that thin value here and there, I mean, your win rate, just your win rate's just so different than if you don't. Yeah, well, I got that seventy-five value on the turn and a hundred on the river. <laughs> I mean, in a spot where I do not think I should have been getting called, but yeah, it's a uh, but glad you did. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I actually had a pretty big win there for like a little bit over four hundred. So that was nice. That's after really coming nice. off such a big downswing, definitely. At least a step in the right direction. It's nice to have two winning sessions in a row. Absolutely. So it's a, uh, so I go and play in this one-two game Tuesday, and I'm, I buy in for two hundred, and running my stack up a little. I've run my stack up a little bit, just like to two seventy, two eighty, nothing big. Uh, A player makes it fifteen. He's a very loose player. This guy's willing to gamble. I three bet it to forty-five. I think I, no, I three bet it to fifty because there was a there was just a limp or a straddle or something in there. Another player cold calls. What do you have? I have pocket kings. Okay. the The player that I three bet then goes and makes it one twenty, almost like a min click. So, obviously, I mean, I do the only thing that you're ever going to do here. Fold. I mean, muck it right <laughs> to the ideal. So, I'm uh, obviously, I'm all in here. Uh, the other player's like, well, it's time to gamble. And he's, he, call, he says, it's, he goes like, I call. Uh, the the player that I, that four bet me is like, well, yeah, it is, and calls. They turn over, I turn over kings, uh Ace, I'm up against Ace Queen offsuit and Queen Jack suited, so I'm feeling pretty good until the flop comes and there's an Ace right off the off the uh, deal, and then runs out to where Queen Jack has a straight for the main pot and Ace Queen takes it down for the side pot. <laughs> wow! So that was a pretty hurtful hand that I was like, well, I can really make a run here. Uh, so you add on or rebuy? Rebuy. Hard to add on. Well, I added on for when I had zero. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an add-on Add on, yeah, add on for, ze- for on the uh, zero total. Uh, this one I thought was a more interesting hand. Uh, the same player uh, raises to 15. 
I make it 45. Mm, no, there were two calls of five, and then I made it 55, I remember. Ooh, what'd you have? I have ace-queen suited. Okay, and so one more time, let me know, uh, go over the action one more time for me. Uh, I think it's a straddle to five, and then there's a call. Then he makes it 15. It was 15 or 20, I don't remember, but I, I do know my three bet was to 55. So we'll say 15 would make more sense. Yeah, 15 would make more sense. Uh, so it goes around, and I get three calls. The, uh, and you made it 55? I made it 55. Well, I think I think I would have made it a little bit bigger myself, but okay. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, had I realized I was going to get three calls off this, 100% so would I. Oh, no, no, no. I thought you meant three 15 calls. No, it was it was a 5-5, five, five, a 15, and then I make it 55, and then three people call me. Oh, no, that's different. Okay, the 55 yeah. is good there. Okay, yeah. I thought you meant it went 15, three callers on the 15, then you made it 55. Oh, no. It was a 5-5, gotcha, five, gotcha. five, 15, I make it 55, three call. I mean, what you going to do at that point? I mean, uh, that's all I, you can do. And I have ace-queen of clubs, brick the flop. Uh, and it's, it's 10 high with one club. So it checks to me. I think I'm in middle. I'm in about middle position. I'm not. Uh, I think I was either second or third to act. With it being ten high, I mean the weird part is, is now my SPR is like .5. That's not great. <laughs> it's, it's, it puts you in a weird spot when you miss the flop in a four way pot. Uh, so I think about it for just a second. I can. Represent all the overpairs on this 10 high board. Nobody can have that. There might be a chance everybody missed. And then when I'm called, I still have six outs to the ace queen if nobody has a set. And I have runner, runner, nut flush draw. And a backdoor straight draw. So I'm like, well, with this SPR, it's like, because there's 220 in the pot, I have 116. I'm like, I'm just going to jam it, hope to take it down, and then if I get called, hope to have outs. Uh, I jam it. I get called two times. Disaster strikes. Yeah, it's a... Which I guess, in all honesty, if... if I'm going to get called once. I kind of want to get called twice. Well... Because at that point, I got I to gotta hit something. <laughs> well, as if your outs are live, but it just seems like it's your equity is going to be less when uh, the other guy calls. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't want to see queen 10 or ace 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we uh, end up go. So it, I do turn the nut flush draw. They, the other player goes all in and gets called and it goes to the river. I completely brick. I got called 8 10 offsuit, flop to 10. Standard. Yeah, and then Jack Deuce offsuit flopped a deuce. You couldn't even beat the deuce. I could not even beat the deuce. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this is the type of... I mean, you want to talk about realizing how profitable... I mean, like, yeah, you lost that hand, but talk about a profitable game. I mean, when you're go, when it's 1-2, you're making it 55, and you're getting called by... Uh, the Jack Deuce shit, it might have been suited. Who cares? I yeah, mean... I know, right? <laughs> talk about a weird line to draw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that really hurt me. And at that point, like, yeah, I ended up with a, funny. a losing a session there. You tell me it's suited. I'm like, oh, what well, makes sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's suited. I mean, it's obviously a snap call. Yeah. So, but it was kind of a weird spot. I 
put myself with the SPR, but I mean, I don't think I can. How do you think I, I played it? I thought I don't think I can. I mean, I think I kind of have to make it that. Well, when you first told me it, I hated it, um, but I didn't realize your uh, stack to pot ratio. Yeah. And once I heard that, then I was like, okay, I was fine with it then. You know, obviously it's a disaster if you're deeper stacked, you don't do that. But I like that you take it. I like that you uh, took advantage of your fold equity or supposed fold equity. But I thought that was good. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it's one of those that you're going to lose more often than not. But I still think it might be positive EV. Because, I mean, if you take it down. It, you got to take in, uh, into account the fold equity, right? Yeah. For a positive EV. That's. So it's, yeah, well, the fold equity, and then when I'm called, I mean, I'm still getting, what, one to one to three on my money at that point. So I guess one in, to four, actually, usually when I'm called. And then also in game theory, right? You could do the same with your aces, your kings, your queens. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to do it to be balanced. I'm, I'm not sure you can, I can justify it just so I can uh, be balanced there. Because when it's four people, I, I don't. I think balance becomes way less of a factor. No, no. I'm just also kind of saying like how how much value you could get with your aces, kings, and queens is kind of more was my thought. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like just the game in general. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of more what I was thinking. I didn't really explain it that well, but just how you could also in that same game play the aces, kings, queens that way and still get a bunch of value. Yeah, a hundred percent. So it's a uh, so end up taking a three seventy loss in that game, which is. It's kind of, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, when you play those hands you're and they don't pan out like that, it's, that's kind of fine. How much did you buy in for to take a 370 loss? 203 times, but I mean, I cashed out for 130. Oh, okay, I thought you would have bought in deeper into that game, but okay. Uh, just for like, make it easier on my bankroll. I've been doing 100 times the big blind a lot. Hmm, okay, I just know that game kind of plays a little bit bigger, so I thought you might have bought it a little bit deeper in that one. But Yeah, well, it's kind of like what me and you were talking. I've been buying in for 100 times the big blind, and then when I get sh- if I get short, like around 50 or 60, I mean, there's all these light calls, especially on a game like that, and you just ship it, and I mean, you're going to put a lot of people with these lighter calls I mean, granted, they're going to call you with Jack Deuce eight ten, but I mean, you are that's getting good. you are getting value there. That so yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of just something. I, I mean, I'm not looking to short stack these games, but I'm also uh, buying a hundred times the blind, and then kind of if I get to that degree, yeah. that's what I've been doing. Yeah, just kind of navigate from there, kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, so then I go to Paramount, and I just. Start the session off very card dead. Can't get anything. I end up... I forget which hand I got stacked on the first 200. I don't think you showed. They had pocket aces and PLO. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, I had... Uh, so I like to savor these moments. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you really love it. Uh, one of those where I, the, my, I was kind of short stacked. I It comes around to me. I make it 20. The entire table calls. And... It's kind of a disconnected flop, and I only have like fifty or six. I had you no, know, I had seventy behind. It's very disconnected, and it's sh- one person bets. I just go ahead and go all in for seventy because I feel like the pot is. I feel, I feel like I have a lot of outs because I have backdoor nut flush outs. I had a gutter ball, and I was like, well, 
if the board pairs, I can make like maybe a slightly better two pair or something like that. So that gets stacked there. But then I go on a little bit of a run. I have a good, pretty good bomb pot, a pretty good PLO pots where I have flop a set and get value. Uh, ended up kind of clawing my way back. Uh, I was down like crap load. I was almost guaranteed to lose. And what crap load? It was one two game. And I was in for <laughs> two bullets. Said, I mean, <laughs> I was like, uh, don't worry, y'all. I'll, I'll find a way to eat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was thinking that too. Like, how much did you buy in for? <laughs> Uh yeah, it was a uh, yeah not, okay. Crap load is definitely a little bit of a exactly. little bit of overestimation. Yeah. So we uh, but I ended up clawing my way back for like a, after t- paying the time it was like a hundred thirty dollar profit, which was kind of nice. It's always nice to bounce back, even if you don't make up the entire amount with a winning session following a losing one. I mean, so would you describe your hundred and sixty dollars or eight dollar win as a crap load? Uh, I mean, <laughs> crap loads. I mean, I might be too rich to do this podcast, actually. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of a, a interesting two sessions. Uh, not not the most... Well, I thought the ace-queen was an interesting spot, but, I mean, outside of that, it was... Uh, I'm trying to get the poker in. Like I say, life happens. I've been working a ton, so we're, we're trying to get it in little by little. Oh, and then Friday, I did go to the Stampede Houston game. How much you win? Uh, well, nothing. No, oh. it's a uh, it is a free <laughs> game. I bet there is some type of prize. I, I believe there probably is a prize at the at the end. Uh, but it's kind of nice just to use poker as a. I was telling, I did see one of the guys from Paramount there, and we were talking about it, like from doing money versus you know just free. And I was like, well, it is fun just to win poker's going there to have a good time have some drinks and stuff like that. So it's kind of been a nice relaxation, like in poker, but away from poker as well. Do they have dealers there? No, it's a pass the deal. Oh, okay. All the, all the bar games that you ever go to are always pass the deal, which is kind of nice because it also gives you some practice dealing. If somebody was ever interested in that, that's another way to kind of get get practice. How are the dealers after drinking <laughs> drinking a bunch and partying? Imagine you see a lot of wild dealing going on. Uh, well, it's very dependent. Like, like most of these games I've gone to on any of the bar league, you actually have a lot of people who try to take it very seriously and like are trying their best to deal right, play right. And then you'll usually have like one or two that's just drinking and poker is very much a side activity. So the deal, it's like usually pretty decent. Like, it's usually pretty decent. For regular people, except for that one person. And usually, I will usually jump in and help with like splitting pots and side pots and stuff like that. So, because I know that I know that's going to confuse a lot of people. Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, a lot of these bar games people have never played before, right? I mean, so I, or I would think that having them deal would be very challenging. Uh, some of them have. I mean, every now and then you get one that hasn't uh, played played before but they're usually mostly made up of regulars for those games so i mean they are playing i mean it's just like if we played you know free poker here and invited you know friends every week eventually they would be dealing and you know doing it just fine so it's it's kind of hit and miss but usually every usually it's pretty decent usually you get you know decent deals like you have some people just game just having fun you have some people playing trying to play well so it's a little bit of a and these are usually tournaments where it's a you're 
the blinds go up pretty high. So, I mean, there's really not that much, you know, it, there's not that much bad you can do when the blinds are going up that high, really. Well, I guess whenever both of us don't find ourselves in any interesting spots, it makes for a short podcast, huh? Yeah, we really, uh, like I say, it was just two sessions with not much to go on. Uh, but, yeah, like I say, I'm hoping to get some more poker playing. This entire, it's going to be hard to get the poker hours in this December with me working so much. So we're going to need you to step up your game. I know, I'm busy working, too. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it is kind of nice to have a week where I wasn't put in awful situations in poker. Yeah, I mean, you had a run where it was just so god awful. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to be in an interesting situation at some point. <laughs> Make it easy. Let me just win. Yeah, just, it was just <laughs> give me my interesting situations of me coolering people over and over again. That's the interesting I want. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Whenever we were thinking, I was like, well, I don't think I have that many crazy spots or anything. I was like, thank God, man. It seems like in those spots, I seem to be making the wrong decision all the time. But yeah, it's nice uh, to have one where it kind of plays itself and. I just really didn't do anything. Just kind of played tight after seeing how many loose calls there were. And was just like, well, I'll just play, I guess you say, ABC poker tight. I think ABC poker is just the nuts when it comes to one, two, one, three, really. <laughs> That's, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much. Well, I was going to ask, like, okay, both me and you have been putting a focus. We've both recently become, well, I mean, not so recently, but we've both <laughs> fairly recently become single again, and we're putting more focus on eating right, working out. I'm not sure if that becomes from being single or I just need Free to do time. it in general, really. <laughs> I mean, uh, have you noticed it helping at the poker table at all? Uh, I mean, being on a horrid downswing, if that's what made me win that 100 bucks, sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Um, but you were on the horror downswing way before we started doing all of oh, this. Oh, yeah, like last year. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, my horror downswing's now been two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my horror downswing was when I first started playing. But uh, um, the one thing I do notice is um, whenever you're trying to um, eat right and do all that, and I'll find myself playing really badly in poker for a while, like um, toward the end of a session, and it's just because I'm hungry. <laughs> No, that's true. That is a good <laughs> that, point. I've made that mistake before. I'm like, why did I do that? I'm like, I literally just want to go eat lunch or dinner. Yeah, when you're doing the, like the smaller calorie meals, they don't last as long. And if you're doing a long poker session, it's uh. Well, and then you also don't want to be eating cookies and snacks and chips at the poker room. So it's like, you know, you kind of you don't eat the stuff that's there, and then I've noticed that makes me. I will sometimes play worse. So being uh, conscious of that. But I'm sure just, you know, the exercise in general helps keep your mind clear. I was going to say that. I was like, I think, like, from tilt and stuff like that, like, I mean, it affects me so much. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I feel like the exercise does help a little bit as far as clearing it, clearing it out. Just kind of like you can focus on getting it, you know, everything becomes more of a new day. Like, when you've kind of sweated it out and all that. I, I do think it... Look, it's not one of those things like you're going to be a bad poker player. You go work out, you're going to be a good pl uh, player. But do I think it could help like the on the two to three percent edge? I do think it can might help on that. Would probably help on the longer sessions as well, right? Um, keeping your mind focused as long as you have you know you're prepared with your food and everything. But I would think 
the longer sessions is where the working out and everything would probably you would see more of a benefit. I think so. So I mean, I was I was just curious if you noticed any things. We're both kind of in that spot to see if there was any uh if you noticed any difference. I like I think it's slight, but I do think I noticed some difference. I mean, it would be the slightest for me. I've been mind-numbingly card dead. So, but on a funny note, before we go, <laughs> whenever we're at Paramount and um, we weren't even talking or anything, and you got up off the table, and everyone was just, you know, I posted your blind for you, and everyone was like looking. So I just started knocking all your chips down, but no one knew that we knew each other. So everyone was just standing there watching me. And then like all your chips were down. They were all just sitting there staring at me. So I just looked around and just started knocking them down some more. Because <laughs> no one to say anything. No one wanted to say, They were like, what are you doing? And then like I looked and I saw one more stack up. So I started knocking them down. I said, now we got them, boys. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's so funny. Because like when we get to the table, like I kind of end up talking to everybody. And I mean, you don't say shit to anybody at all. So the only thing they know is this one guy never says anything, and the minute I leave, just starts knocking my chips up. I mean, that makes it way more interesting because I'm like, oh, I was gonna say like if they like uh, I talked to one person at the Paramount, and they're kind of debating on maybe doing the cash games at the like the live stream, like live streaming cash games instead of the end of the tournament. So I was like, that's a good idea, and I wanted to mention it to you. I was like, hmm. I wonder if they would want us to commentate like one day a week if they did the cash games. Then I was like, Tyler hasn't said two shits. People would be wondering why I'm asking this guy who doesn't say anything. It's just silent. I mean, they couldn't think that someone would be a worse commentator than this guy who just never talks, period. I was like, that's the guy we need. Get him in the booth now. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Everybody's looking at me like, what? The dude doesn't even talk. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And when you leave, he knocks down your stack. Yeah. I wanted you to come and ask what happened. I was going to blame it on the guy in the other seat next to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looked so confused what was going on. I was like, yeah. oh, he knocked your chips down. Just, I just should have come up there, looked at him, and be like, what a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, now it's on. But, well, I guess on that note, this concludes the Textbooker podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up, add time, and we'll see you next week.